Well, this is a bit of a crazy introduction. Um, just finished the 10k of the Edinburgh Festival. Got a 5k to run in like 55 minutes. Um, just on my way to meet John Ward. John has just completed 100 marathons um, in, for the anniversary for, of the RAF. Um, podcast going to be a bit rushed and crazy today. Hopefully, I can find him in amongst all these people and we'll see how we get on really want to catch up with this guy he's got a phenomenal story and it'll be really great to hear it oh john good to see you sir how'd you get on i was getting set on like dying with a um, chest infection yeah so when i went out um, trying to grab my pace 8 30 just to see i know i'm a 40 minute man like yeah. you know Right, I struggle it's, it's quite tough. Warm. Yeah. Humid, but like just the initial going out, uh, going uphill, the wind. Be expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, was, I was thinking like the marathon and half marathon that yeah. it's like downhill and just and flat. It just went up. But and just, up. Yeah. And, up. and it just kind of interrupts you. So did you great? Like the hammers, did you? Yeah, I got a 38 minute. Did you? So Brilliant. Not too bad. So just got a. It's just the thought now of doing the 5k going the same way. I don't know if it is, is it? That's what I want to find out. I think it is. I think we're going straight up. So rather than when we turned off, we come down here then. That's 5k. Bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> can we, we're gonna, can we get somewhere over here? Or? Say again? Do you mind if we go over here somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you a few. Just leave this here. Just going to pop over. Do you need to... It's going badly rushed now. I couldn't meet you anyway. <laughs> you doing, you're doing all four as well? Yeah. You sorted for Sunday now? Not really, I'm going to get a car back because I've got a friend here that lives, lives here that we're staying with. Yeah. Um, he knows it like the back of his hand, so I'm under. I've got a Lamborghini picking me up now. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Class. Uh, so I've got, to, I've got to run to the health centre in Loughborough. And then it's going to drop again. How, how far is that? A mile. And then, um, yeah, the Lamborghini is going to take me as far as it can. Hopefully within like half a mile, run to it, get into the outfit and then That's go class. for it. I like, wrote down a few questions on a bit of paper there. Yeah. A bit of paper is very... <laughs> so it is like so. Um, it's a shame it's a bit rushed, to be honest. Like, so we're still looking forward to... Uh, I've got, sort of I've got a bloody um, like shoot off afterwards. I've got, got to go to Grange now yeah. to some thing. No, it worked for me as well. My son's doing the 5K, yeah. the junior 5K after it too. So it oh, relaxes that. the whole family thing, yeah. you know. So we've got John Ward. Wardy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, John's just uh, ran his ran 100 marathons in the anniversary for the RAF. I'm just going to first set the stage and give you some of the um, some of the races that you've done in April so I wrote them down here okay yeah, yeah. so the first of April you completed your 100th marathon which yeah. was three hours 21 minutes um, for the anniversary yeah seven days later you went to Paris and run three hours and 44 minutes uh, 44 seconds so yeah. um, the week after that you got PB in the park run 1759 yeah very next day you ran 3729 in the 10k and, and then PB as well PB and the week after that you ran 309 in London yeah. Three days later, you ran, come third in a cross country 10k, running 38 minutes. Yeah. And then four days later, you went to Hamburg and ran two hours 58. 
phenomenal uh, month of running. Like, I've met people that have run sort of like 100 marathons, but it's unusual to see people carrying that type of pace. Yeah. When did you, when you started running, stripping it right back, have you always, have you always ran? Did you always have that pace in your legs? Or? Uh, no, I mean, my ever first marathons that I did was uh, 2007, 2008. Um, I wasn't in the RAF then. Um, when I was at school, I was a good cross-country runner. I went to English schools for the country championships, but once I left school, kind of alcohol took over. Uh, just playing the Sunday football and you know usual yeah. things you do as a uh, youngster. Um, and when I did them first lot of marathons, I did four hours fifty-six. Um, and it wasn't and until twenty fourteen that I ran again a marathon. That was two thousand and seven. You were running sort of like four yeah. and a half hour marathons. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, as I say, was I saw a post on uh, you know as Facebook does remind mm. you of stuff. And um, just as before London. Uh, a post from that from 2008, which was my second marathon at London, uh, which I did 4:57, and it was just obviously I was then going to be in London doing my 102nd. Uh, you know, having done a, a sub three-hour run and you know representing the RAF as well. So uh, amazing, and you know, not only that, I was 60 kilograms back in 2008, and now weigh 72 kilograms. So I, I, I think. I generally think that I kind of go against the science as well of yeah. what you expect a, a long distance runner to be. And that's why I was interested. Uh, I've got an invested interest, obviously, being a runner myself. You, you look at the likes of Mo Farah. Yeah. That is the real stereotype sort of runner. But you're actually well built, strong. Yeah. You've got obviously got a strong core with you. So it must be a real strong mental aspect. Yeah, that's sort of driving it's, you. It's um, for me like it's I don't let myself settle don't want to get comfortable I'm always striving to see how much I can push a body um, and it's, it's, that's in it in it's all but it's, yeah. it's the mental aspect to whether we can do it mentally uh, you know we're all capable more, more capable than we think we yeah. are but you know there's a lot of people that are, are generally talented and that's just their genetics but the other you've got the other people that are skilled and that's where I, that sort of category I think I fall into because mm. skills only developed by hours and hours of you know, putting your craft in, just working on in, your craft, craft like, etc. Um, and I, yeah, and I was just like, it's. I think it's, it's a weird one because you know, obviously I've done all these marathons consistently uh, over a long period of time, and I've just got better and better. Um, but I haven't lost any weight. Cause I kind of, I, I do my running in the week on the weekend, and then yeah. in the week I'm in the gym just doing weights. Uh, it's. It's to and froze really because you know I think having a strong core physique is uh, sort of prevented injury. But then at the same time, when you've got like my muscle mass that I have and I'm doing the distances, I require more oxygen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know I know that I think if I concentrate just purely on running and you know lost my muscle mass, would I be you know doing maybe championship time for a marathon and you know getting sub 35 etc. Yeah. In, like, in the 10k's. And it's, it's strange because these people keep on popping up to go against, we keep on rewriting the rule books all the time. And a lot of your conditioning obviously is coming from the gym. Do you think, is there anything in the gym that you can associate, do you think it's just a general all over conditioning that's happening or is there something that when you go to the gym you know this is going to be working and making me stronger? No, not, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm no expert in anything. I, you know, we're all individually different as well. You've got to do what's right for you. Um, and literally I just enjoy going to the gym. So my usual workouts that I used to do to try and build muscle, 
I still do, but all I do is I just decrease the weight and increase the reps that I do. So then obviously it's going more for stamina endurance and trying to just maintain the physique that I've got. Um, yeah, so yeah. and the 100 marathons then. So, which has been the favourite one out of that? So, done them all over, haven't you? I've done them all over. It's, it's, it's a hard one. I, I get asked a question a lot. I always say the Americas, doing a marathon in America is amazing. Uh, they just know how to organise it. Yeah. It's, you know, they are expensive, but it's just they're well planned, always good, mm. well supported. Um, and but it's the aspect afterwards. You know, you get the uh, you get a festival going on. Uh, you know, beer, music, and all that. And it's it's a full like, package. I, yeah, but I like I don't you know as much as I love London. I, I don't want to finish a marathon and get given Lucas Aid etc. I want a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you worked hard for it. Yeah, I want a beer, McDonald's etc. You know, um, so that's what sort of American marathons do. But probably my favourite is Athens. Athens. Just because that's the sort of original. That's where it came from. Uh, right? You're running from Marathon into Athens, and you know the last mile is just phenomenal because you've got this kind of downhill slope, crowds either side. You get to the bottom of the hill, you turn right, and all of a sudden it opens up into the Olympic Stadium, wow. and you're running on a track which you know legends have been made. Yeah, so that's phenomenal. It's so great. So that's you know always sticks in memory. What, what do you think you? So 2007, you sort of started that marathon journey. Um, have you learned anything about yourself along that path? Um, but in that time, probably as I say, I didn't run again until 2014. Um, but I think I've learned more about myself during the campaign of when I started to think I'm going to do, uh, you know, run, run 100 marathons to coincide with the RAF's yeah. centenary. I mean, it was the ambition anyway since 2015 to get into the 100 Marathon Club, but it was going to be over 10 yeah, years yeah, or so, yeah. you know. Um, but as I say, I've pushed it. But yeah, it's just, it's just many. I, I find that running's just changed my life mm. uh, completely. You know, um, being in the RAF, I, I get, I'm posted to locations. I'm far away from family and far away yeah. from friends. The so people I work with. You know, they're great people, but you know they're married, etc. And I'm I'm a singly, so you know I need I needed something to occupy my time. And um, you know I used to live used to you know live on camp, etc. It was very easy to go out and drink, but now it's completely different. Now I just don't I, don't, I like a drink, but I don't. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not in a rush to go out for one, etc. Do you find that um, when you're younger, you have an addictive sort of personality? See, people have sort of taken that path. When they look back, actually, I know for myself, yeah. it's sort of similar to going to an ultra run and wonder how far I'm going to go. It's just, it's just, uh, just fitness in general for me. Uh, yeah. this, uh, that's, that's my key, key thing. You know, I, I, we have been again service stuff, but we have to do compulsory PT uh, on a Tuesday, uh, for example. And I haven't been doing it because obviously I've been, you know, yeah. I've been doing my thing, and I like to do my own train package but I've been told now that my my thing's finished I have to do it and being like in a, a position of leadership I have to so sort of show examples so I, I said to them I'm like all right I'll do it just to show show face but I ain't gonna go you know put a hundred percent max into it or anything like that because yeah. obviously I'm still continuing my running etc I did that the other day but did I do that I went full out yeah. I just can't do it I'm not I'm not satisfied if yeah. I haven't felt my lungs bleed or my muscles aching uh, or cramping. I have to you know push it 
to the max. Just to see how far you can go, yeah. how deep you can go, really, and, into yeah, that. The body, the, you know, that's the thing. The bodies will will adapt, and that's yeah. like doing what we're doing now. You know, these four races. You know, you see people go, oh, just in a half marathon. Uh, do I do a half marathon next week? And like, <laughs> go and do a race tomorrow, yeah. just to trick. You know, just to that, like. get that shock the body essentially. And yeah. you know the body will adapt to you know that, and you will just get better and better. When I was listening to Dean Carnazes last week, and his message was exactly the same. You know, your body will adapt to it. Yeah. And stop taking all this crap to try and get it to recover and take all these rest days. Yeah. You're actually doing the damage instead. Just let your body adapt to that, and it'll just get you stronger, and you'll be able to yeah. move forward on that. Last year you ran. Was it last year you ran 53 marathons in 52 weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a real good, perfect example of that. So how do you feel going through that week on week? Because you're meant to run one marathon a year, you know. <laughs> it takes three a, months to recover. Well, this is what you would read at the beginning. Last, last year I did. Um, well, obviously I wasn't. I didn't run every weekend, but I had like events where I would do multi days. So I had a seven and seven, which I did in the South Caribbean, um, and then I did two lots of eleven marathons in eleven days. Um, first one was I did a, a Great Barrier Challenge in the summer months. Um, and I did, they had the 10 in 10 there, plus then I just booked a, another race for fun. Um, and I averaged 3.43 for as and the heat. over them, the heat, etc. And I had having an injury on the, on <coughs> the fifth day as well, which you know, uh, reduced my time quite considerably. But then I did a 10 in 10 again, and then oh, another 11 11 in, um, <laughs> in the like, back end of November, beginning of December. And I averaged something like 3:21. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, not 22 seconds off it. And even my day nine of racing, I got my third fastest time ever. I did a 3:08 on a day nine of. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was interested in. So I was thinking about doing the thing called Donegal Quads over in Ireland, like. Yeah. And now I've talked to people that are doing 10 and 10s. So I'm like, hmm, like where does that stop? Like, because I when you run a marathon. You have all these visions of people saying, you know, the next day you can't yeah. walk. It just goes in, that seed gets planted in a lot of people's heads. But you're doing 11 and 11. I was going to ask how you felt in, on day five and then day six. Yeah. But you're saying on day seven, you're, it was like, or eight, you're fastest marathon, you're running 309. Yeah, um, it's just weird. It's just, can't, it just can't Were you expecting it. that? No, I wasn't. Yeah. But I say, when I, do, when I do that, them 10 and 10s, I'll go for... I, I'd still, I wouldn't go off the 100 cent out because yeah. that's just, I know I, you know, I, I won't be able to do that. But I was running 90 percent most of the time of it. So, so what, what did you do in the evening times to recover from that? Uh, hot bath um, and then just fueled up protein, yeah. lots of protein. Put protein carbs. Sort yeah, of. I, I mean I'm not a massive carb. Uh, thing, but you know, definitely like protein and um, So a lot of people talk about um, you know cold bath, etc. My physio will say definitely not get in the hot bath and relax the muscles. Yeah. So you you mentioned there a hot bath. Is that what you would sort of jump into? Or? That's what. Um, it's because you know, I don't have a cold bath available, uh, uh, or you know, an ice bath, etc. Um, I don't know. It's just that again. It's just one of them routine things for me. I I, I always have a hot yeah. bath every night regardless of racing etc and um but yeah i definitely think it uh what about your heart rate do you know what your heart rate is when you're running i think it sits around 150 uh, 
around him. Pretty low sitting at, at that at that pace. Yeah. And um, during the race then, how like tomorrow? So today you're running 10k, 5k yeah. in Edinburgh. Tomorrow you're going to run the half and the full. What's your fueling strategy going to be for that? It's, it's it's the first again. It's one of these things that I've just stupidly said I'm going to do uh, because running in an elephant costume wasn't enough. So. Um, Is it peanuts all the way around? <laughs> yeah, there's peanuts. Um, we got a lot, obviously got a pasta party tonight with the because I'm actually raising money for the RF Benevolent Fund. Um, but usually I'd have a McDonald's. That's well, I don't know if it's a placebo effect, but you know my time at, um, at Paris and then my time at uh, Hamburg and again with uh, Copenhagen I did recently. You know, got really good times. Um, and I had been struggling at times with uh, cramp, obviously the warm weather, yeah. and I just find in races that they don't have any salty stuff. It's just gels, yeah. and I don't like gels. And then obviously you're drinking more water, so you're just flushing the salts out. So I just, like, for me now, it's just like I, I like to have a McDonald's like yeah. warm, you know, meal food. and get the chicken nuggets in, get that salt. And in the morning I have <laughs> like a protein bar with something like pork scratchings or yeah. I've just bought some chorizo you know again it's just it's just to salt some uh, fats and it's not too stodgy on your stomach yeah. um, you know not having like milk you know you know in the cereals because that's something probably adapted to because when I first started marathons I used to have probably eight Weetabix in the morning <laughs> and really you should get all the fuel you need yeah. the night before and then you just need that little top up so it's not necessarily nothing too too heavy but in terms of refueling tomorrow um, it's it's going to be a tough one really because I've just got to try and eat uh, when I'm get off to getting a lift back to the start line for the marathon because I'm not going to be running very fast because I'm in this costume and I would have obviously gone 100% out to do this um, yeah. uh, half and other than that I, just probably got, I know there's going to be people dotted about but I've got a uh, relay team running with me so they'll be collecting oh, money so if I plan it in advance maybe I can like put like you know a little bit of uh, snack yeah. uh, when they do the changeover just to continue but it just means I have to take the costume mm. off the head off it. it's a it's a not a thing I don't know what the right word says but it's sort of a dangerous question to ask people because people that are listening and think oh that's what I should do but everybody is just absolutely different isn't yeah. it and it's whatever suits you on the day and yeah. it might be gels it may be salt it might be pretzels like <laughs> You know, I sometimes disagree with some of the stuff that I see in magazines, yeah. but everything always contradicts it. And like you say, it is purely yourself. But you just stick to what you are comfortable and what you're used to. Because I remember doing when I, my hundredth marathon, I wanted to go for a sub three. I wanted to go out and win it. You know, that's yeah. to top off. You know, I had a bit of like some beetroot juice yeah. uh, on the morning of something I'd never done before, and it, it, it backfired on me. I thought you know the blue beetroot would be good for stamina etc and it, it, it backfired and it ended up giving me uh, stomach problems and which event meant meant several trips to the toilet yeah. hence uh, getting the, the time that I did and then kind of every time you're going as well you're you, you know you're sitting down and then your muscles are seizing up but then mentally it starts draining you because you were I was out in the lead and now I've got five people ahead of me and I can't catch yeah. him up because I'm too scared that I need to go to yeah, the yeah, and you've expert that much energy. Uh, the best condition I ever got going to a marathon was in Dublin and um, I did exactly the same. I had a glass of beetroot juice that morning. A, I take beetroot juice but never anywhere near race day. Yeah. 
in mile 16 I got pulled off being sick. I went on to complete the race, yeah. but it really did play hammock with my stomach. So you've talked about there that you'd, you'd just like drive into the next thing and the next thing. Um, July, what's happening in July this year? Uh, so July I'm doing the, the 10 and 10 at Great Barrier Challenge again. Yeah, they're ultras, are I'm they? doing 10 ultras in 10 days. 10 ultras. Um, and I'm using that purely as training. Um, so, you know, I know see, the great thing about doing all these marathons, etc. Uh, you meet the same people really, yeah. so you've got a, a, a running family. So I've got a few people that I'll be running alongside to try and basically slow my pace down, ready for the big thing, uh, one in August when I do Race Across Scotland. Yeah, so how far is it? That's 214 miles there, thereabouts. So it's running from Port Patrick across the Seven Upland Way to Coxburn's Path, uh, 100 hours. So you happen. have to do 214 miles and 100 yards. Quite a bit of elevation there as well. Isn't yeah, it? It, it works out as much as ever, uh, nearly as high as Everest <laughs> in elevation gains. And what's your what was your thought process when you seen that? Is it like the bigger and the more challenging, the scarier it is it sort of attracts and draws you towards that? Yeah, essentially it was just uh, you know I've just done that 100 marathon challenge. I need something to step keep, it up, step it up, etc. And that was just could could I do it? And obviously if I go and do it, that's the plan, do it, but my main focus will be marathon to continue running that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just always, like I say, I'm always striving to uh, see how really far, how far I can yeah. push that body and what I can really do. And you, you talked about earlier on then, like, because you carry quite a lot of muscle, body weight, and you're always trying to strive get further and further it's a contradiction in running isn't there you go long or you go fast yeah and you find then when you sort of get as long and far as you can because you're, you're running phenomenal time 17 minutes in the 5k 38 minutes there today yeah um i think i'd be on the champagne right now around <laughs> 38 minutes um so do you think you're gonna come back full circle is that what it's in, in the back of your mind is to then try and focus on getting the best times you possibly can yeah i mean yeah that's that's the goal just keep just keep driving to get a better Keep staying, keeping the integrity of and staying true to what yeah. I tr I'm trying to perceive as a runner, and that, uh, or not perceive, but trying to basically you know, show what what I'm about as a runner. You know, this phenomenal. We've all got a different story. We've all come from different backgrounds, uh, and like you know, people have like made phenomenal transformations from losing weight um, to you know coming off like maybe being an alcoholic, etc. You know, some stories, but. Yeah, it's such a. That's my niche, I suppose. I want to try yeah. and be this this guy that is uh, not your average uh, marathon runner. So you have a message there. So you have. So if you would give um, just to finish off here, then um, is there a message you'd like to give anybody you know that's trying to break through their sort of limits or barriers or or how I wouldn't even think about because to me you sort of stand for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're breaking all these limits and I'm somebody myself who tries to break down those limits but you've actually broken my limits down now and I'm, well, doors are opening in my yeah. back of my head, Jesus. I was thinking about running four marathons in four days now I'm thinking, hmm, yeah. ten and ten actually sounds a lot more exciting than it's that. It's like, like a you know? holiday camp, really is. A yeah. holiday camp for running. It is really good. Um, John, that's been absolutely amazing. Really yeah. glad that we were able to tie up I today. I appreciate you um, I'm, uh, I'm a bit worried I'm going to go out now and try and run a PB in the 5k. I'm <laughs> not going to be able to run tomorrow, so thanks very fun. much. All the best. Good luck, for, um, uh, later. And good luck for the rest of the year yeah. as well. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. No
Oh, that was just awesome um, podcast with John Ward Wardy who ran his 100th marathon for the anniversary of the RAF. Phenomenal runner, he's doing the, um, the Edinburgh Challenge again this as well this weekend. He ran the 10k today in 38 minutes. There's a huge hill at the um, mile two, so I think I'd be on the champagne right now if I'd ran that. Um, he's just lining up for the 5k and after the podcast I can tell that man is going to go all hell to leather even though he's got a half marathon and marathon to run tomorrow. Um, his plan for tomorrow is to run, try and run an hour and 20 minutes in the half marathon. He then has to run a, a mile to Musselburgh where he's got a Lamborghini waiting to pick him up and take him to the starting line of the marathon where he is then going to place on an elephant suit and run the marathon um, with the elephant suit on. Place is buzzing. Um, I choked going all the way around that course today um, with my chest infection, but for some reason after talking to John, I feel like I'm gonna go out and run a few PVs. Well, <laughs> I'll try and ease back a little bit. I don't have the same stammer as he has, but what a phenomenal guy, like, you know. Um, I nearly cringed when he said he had McDonald's after his marathons, after running sub threes, I was like, ah! Um, but that's what works for him and it's a very um, important message that what works for one person doesn't work for the other. Shame that it was a small podcast but we had to run the 10k at 9 o'clock, I met up with him at 10 o'clock and then we have 5k at 11 o'clock so it was um, in and out. I hope you enjoyed it, the man's a legend, hopefully somewhere in the future I'll get to tie up with him properly and maybe get a good full session, maybe an hour an hour and a half. Alright guys, good luck and see you on the course. There he comes, glad to see him. John Wardy, he's nuts. He is nuts. Good man Wardy, keep our lit.